this week we're going to go through the Bassmaster Elite's 2023 season, and I'm going to hit the boys with a little bit of potential controversy. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, God, it's a toad, son. It's a fucking toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's going to be a bad day. What is going on, listeners? Here we are back. Uh, episode number four of the one cast. I'm Pete. Together, as always, I have Ben and Trey to my right, your left. What's going on, folks? Hey, good morning, everyone. Y'all doing good? Absolutely. Awesome. Of course, we want to start off by uh, giving a shout out to our, our primary, our first sponsor, uh, One Cast Fishing. Uh, without them, this whole uh, thing would not be possible. So uh, head over to onecastfishing.com. Check out the entire line of snagless jigs, uh, the hot ticket item of the long neck hooks, and uh, go ahead and use code THEONECAST to save 10% off your order. Give them a try. Catch more fish, lose less tackle. So, yeah. Boys, excited? 2023 season's getting ready to kick off uh, here in uh, just about two months. Well, we're just before Christmas. Uh, when we're recording this, y'all are going to get a little bit later, but yeah, excited. So we're going to jump right into it. Stop number one for the Bassmaster Elites, Lake Okeechobee, February 16th and 19th. The big O. Yeah. All right. Odds are that Scott Martin takes it. That's his home lake. It's his home lake. I mean, it's it has been a while since, I mean, when's the last time somebody won on their home lake? It's been a while. Uh, last year? Lake Who? Fork? Well, All Lee right. outside of Lee Livingston, <laughs> like I mean, before those two events, it had been a, quite a while. Uh, guys usually do well. What's interesting with Florida, it's always a conversation. It seems like the Florida guys a lot of times don't do well down there early in the year. I remember that discussion last year at St. John's and the Harris Chain. There was a, a, it's been several years ago, but the Johnston boys, I think it was, where the Canadians came down and wrecked them on the Harris yeah. Chain. This was like eight, nine years ago, probably. And uh, so it'll be interesting. He, he's probably going to be the favorite, you know, it's fantasy bass fishing. He's going to be one of the big heavy hitters for that. So, yeah, he'd have to be. I'm going to go with one of the Johnstons. Honestly, I think those northern anglers are able to dominate in those Florida bodies of water. They've been proving it. Um, and it sets up a lot like the northern fisheries, at least from the vegetation perspective. So I'm going to go with one of the Johnstons. Interesting. Yeah, I you have to you have to look at a guy like Cox. Uh, John Cox has to be in the conversation. It's going to be a shallow water tournament. Those fish should be up on the beds. Uh, it is a little bit early, but Florida's stayed warm. They have a little cold front right now, but generally speaking, they haven't been hit with too much cold so far this year. If January stays on trend as it has been, you know, February, they got this one week. Everybody's cold this week. It really might be might be the time. Uh, they have fished it 22 times previously. Mm. Uh, last time was in 2017, and Tim Horton won that with 83.5. Mm-hmm. Who went last year? The Opens or uh, Toyota Series or uh, Toyota Series? I believe fished so, Okeechobee. Yeah. Somebody, somebody went last year for uh, one of the qualifying events. I'm excited for it. I I've been to Okeechobee. It was probably 2016, 17, and I was down there about that time. Um, mid to late February. So when I was down there, most of the, there wasn't a lot of spawning fish. I ended up catching in the Indian Prairie Canal, but you know, typically that whole Western side, the Southwest side is the, the spot that most of the field goes to. Right. When, you know, if 
you'll have a couple guys on the north side, maybe some on the east side, but pretty much that west, southwest side is where most of the guys were fishing. It's got Kissimmee grass, hydrilla. You know, it changes every year down there. I don't know what the hurricane did, if anything. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I haven't been keeping up, so it'll be interesting, but it should be a great event, and it uh, should be a that, that thing is so big. There's, there's so many different ways they could potentially catch them that it's going to play to a lot of guys. You know, you look at... You look at a guy like John Cruz, if they're not spawning yet, and there's a little bit more of an offshore, he's proven that pre-spawn in Florida, he's really good. Sec, you know, Second place two years ago on the St. John's, he won it last year. He's always right there if it's pre-spawn. He, he's definitely strong in that. So it's going to be an interesting one. The key is, I can tell you the key right now, clean water. Yeah. Clean water. That's why everyone fishes the north and the west side of the lake. Is that correct? Uh, so I have never been on the east side or the, or the south side. I've stuck basically where the field's gone because I know that's mm -hmm. where the fish are. There's just so much grass and the grass changes. It depends on the wind and the water level and how that water's filtered through and how much grass is there. Um, so beyond that, I don't really know why. But find clean water. Unlike the Harris chain where it seems to be muddier all over the place and a lot of the water mm -hmm. or stained, um, you can have, you know, I found areas of hydrilla down there that was six, seven feet to the bottom. You could see the bottom and see beds, but, you know, 10 miles. I don't know how, I don't remember how big, but, you know, 10, 15 mile minute boat ride up. I mean, it was chocolate milk. Yeah. And uh, I had no bites in the chocolate milk. So find clean water. That's going to be the key. Yeah. I think the last time I saw anything on Okeechobee, I think it was a FLW tour event. Wasn't that where we lost, uh, the, the industry lost an angler down there? Yeah, that was... Um, but three years ago? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it had that cold front and because that lake is so wide and shallow, that wind kicks up. It can yeah. it can get it can get rough out that there. That was a co angler, correct? I think so. I, I yeah. just know I I saw the the footage of the boat kind of washed up. They found it like a day or two later or something like that, and it was banging against some rocks or something and serious unfortunate uh situation i think the the angler that passed away was a, a veteran as well i think he served in the military i think he was uh, potentially a, a special forces group member yeah. so but i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely take uh the one of the johnstons probably Corey johnston uh on that lake but i would like to see kyle welcher host one of those blue trophies and i don't know if you guys follow him a lot but alabama angler uh really good shallow water fisherman um professional poker player in in his previous life so i'd like to see him do well and then from the from the rookie side of the house it really sets up to be something like keith poche's uh Keith Poche's like wheelhouse as well all that shallow water fishing and stuff so i don't know it should be really interesting this year yeah, it'll be a fun one and then a week later, they just slide a little bit north to slide. Lake Seminole. Back to back. Well, it's a little more. Okeechobee is so far down there. Mm -hmm. I say slide. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's not yeah. that much yeah. of a slide. Okeechobee's pretty. <laughs> Florida, if you've never had the pleasure of driving north to south, let's not across Florida, down Florida, it is the most miserable state I've ever driven across. So I'll put it this it's, way. It's I-95. It's It's 95. It's garbage. straight. But it's about 12 hours from it here. it is forever. Yeah. Yep. But well, yeah. Just boring. <laughs> yeah. Lake Seminole, uh, they fished it 15 times throughout throughout bass history. Uh, last time was 2014, and Brett Height won that one with almost a century belt, 97.10. And fun fact about this lake that I learned uh, doing a little research, Lake Seminole is considered the best sight fishing spawn lake in, Nor in the United States. Is it really? Yes. Time and to make a trip down there. February 23rd to 26th. 
probably going to turn into one of those types of tournaments. You know, if I had to bet, to me, if I would predict there would be more spawning fish caught in Seminole than, in than Okeechobee. Okeechobee. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Another week, uh, another week of warm weather if it stays, you know, traditional. Uh, but yeah, that that time in 2014, it was the same time frame they were there in almost a century belt and. From what I could see, it was mostly mostly a sight fishing tournament. So, well, they got thirty seven thousand acres of lake to fish. So it's not a very big lake, but uh, there's a lot of shoreline. It's skinny. Um, should be pretty interesting. Who do you think's going to win that one? Mm. Who's your top take? That's another one that I think you got to look at a guy like John Cox. Yeah, John. I mean, he's right there. He he's going to hit one of these right. He mm-hmm. almost had it at St. John's last year. Uh, kind of lost it on uh, the third day. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess it would have been the championship day. The, that shallow bite he had, the weather changed, and that was pretty much gone. And, you know, John was able to stay on the fish he had and, and carry that one wire to wire. But if it is a sight fishing shallow water tournament, he's got to be one of the guys at the top of the list, and I'd, I'd have to put him in a favorite. Florida guy knows that part of the country. It, it kind of sets up really well for what he does on any tournament. So... For it to actually be a, a shallow water sight fishing tournament, yeah, that'd have to be mine. I, I think we're going to see a curveball thrown like, at one of these times. Like you, you always pick the Florida favorites for Florida or maybe a northern angler, but let it be somebody just out of the blue. Uh, it'd be pretty interesting, and and we'll definitely do a recap and talk about it. Who would surprise you the most? Somebody, uh, let's see, who's in the field that just kind of you just don't hear getting up there right now i'm trying to think you put me on the spot i know uh let's see man i don't know who would be your favorite who would be my favorite for Seminole? yeah i mean i'd like to see i'd like to see like keith poche win uh since he made it and he and he dealt with all that just malarkey yeah. I'm gonna throw that word out there. The word controversy of the day. That the controversy that he dealt with. I'd like to see him host or hoist a, a blue trophy just because it sets up in his style. But I mean, you never know, man. Like you got guys like Patrick Walters who are just live scope, forward facing sonar gurus who still tend to do really well down in Florida, right? How I don't know how he is at sight fishing, right? Yeah. Those yep. offshore anglers, um, everyone's an offshore angler, but those true offshore anglers. The northern smallmouth guys that seem to do well down in Florida, they wouldn't surprise me. But guys like Patrick Walters, who else is out there on forward-facing sonar all the time? I can't think of anybody right now. But someone, uh, Seth Fighter, I think would actually, I think could perform pretty well. Yeah. Yep. yep. You know, if you look at some of the way he, you know he's from up north and the mm-hmm. way he fishes, and I, I'm I'm really basing this on. So two years ago, he won the Angler of the Year. Mm-hmm. And then last year he kind of fell back a little bit to the pack. I I think there's just some motivation. He's gonna he's gonna, you know, turn the game up a little bit again, and you know I think really compete very, very strong this year. Yeah. So, um, it it could set up well for him. What's interesting about sight fishing tournaments, I think, is that, I mean, everyone at that level is a good sight fisherman, but you know some of are obviously better than others, and they, they're from lakes and they grow up fishing lakes that it's more conducive to go that way, but. Um, there is some luck involved with that. You sure. just got to pull in the right creek, and those fish move up at the right time. And it could be pretty much anybody. Yeah, um, yeah, it really can. I mean, you definitely can't discount Polonek. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's great at at sight fishing and great at shallow water. But 
you got Mr. Megabucks back on tour this year, Larry Nixon. He's a shallow water angler through and through. Hopefully he uh, hopefully he does well this year, but, I mean, a shallow water game like that could set up in his favor as well. I mean, you got Rick, too. Throw, those, throw that big yep. spinnerbait. If, if either one of them can still bait. see the fish, then, <laughs> well, yeah, could, it could play in their favor. That's true. No that's disrespect. True. but uh, Well, yeah. hey, if they can't see them, then they can hook them anywhere, right? True. That is true. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you got to watch out for them, guys. They're yeah. obviously legends. They're legends for Nixon a reason. Nixon was the first million-dollar man in, in yeah. bass. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting seeing him back out there. Yep. And uh, everybody always says what would happen if some of these legend guys fish with the, the modern gay guy, modern day guys. So yeah, we're going to get to see it some this year. We're going to find out. So after uh, Seminole. I'm going to stop you here. After Seminole is the classic, oh. right? Tennessee River. The Bassmaster Classic, the largest event in bass fishing. And we'll be there. And we'll- it is, it's confirmed that it's the largest event in bass fishing. Yeah. Nothing touches it. You want to know? You want to know why it is now confirmed? And here's the little bit of where I can see. Because Google said nope, so? No, it's coming. Here's where the controversy is <laughs> coming. Who does Jacob Wheeler fish for? What what tour does he fish? Don't, just tell me. Don't say anything else. But he's BPT. Yeah. Okay, I know where you're going. I saw What it. did he just design? A boat. Yeah, Icon boats. Bass boat. Where is it being released? Where can you get the most publicity? The classic. After classic. I just saw that on Facebook. I yeah. didn't even really read into it. That's a, Yeah, it, that, think about it that way, though. That is, you want the most exposure for the bass fishing industry. You're not going to your tour's title event, Redcrest. You're going to the classic, baby. Which Redcrest is actually uh, two weeks prior two to weeks the classic. before the Bassmaster Classic. I saw that. I, I, I was questioning, okay, that's interesting. He's going to the classic uh, to, to launch it. But you're right with Red Cross being for it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know he was the brainchild behind that boat either. It's interesting. Yeah, okay. but yeah, the classic back on the Tennessee River. Go ahead, Ben. What do you we'll let you? Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, that. so they were there two years ago, mm-hmm. or 2019. Uh, Otto uh won that. It'll be, it'll be interesting. This could very much end up being a cold weather tournament. I know it's still late March, but you know, Eastern Tennessee, you just, you know, being there in the mountains, you just never know. I don't like cold weather classic tournaments. I want to see a lot of fish catchers and, mm-hmm. and the big ones. Uh, so we'll find out. I, I know last time, you know, expo-wise, because we're going to be there this year, uh, Knoxville had the record, and then last year it was broken, and hopefully they'll break it again again this year. Um, it is it is central location for a lot of anglers to come in there, yep. you know, for the bass fishing world. But uh, it should be a great event. Um if you're somewhat close to Knoxville, go check it out. It's a free event uh, to get in. Uh, lots of vendors there will be there. You can yep. come say hi and uh, you know check out the snagless jigs uh, that, that one cast our sponsor has. Uh, we'll be there with them. We'll, it's going to be a good time. Lot, lots to see, lots of people to meet. Uh, it's a huge event in the industry. You'll have MLF guys there. Uh, Everybody's Just representing there. their sponsors. Yeah, everybody's there. So if, if you're close or you've been thinking about it, that is the one to go to, in my opinion, because everything is right there. The the expo center and the launch are in the same building. It's all downtown. It's all downtown. It's all mm-hmm. within walking distance. So I would actually say it's probably the coolest location that they've mm-hmm. done it that I can think of because mm-hmm. it's all right downtown, you know, in the heart of the city. You don't have to drive anywhere. Uh, you know, I mean, last year they're at uh, Hartwell. Yep. In the right, it was like 45 minutes, I think. 45 between, minutes between the launch and where they did the... Between, you know, Greenville. Did the way uh, in. Which is fine. It obviously, it works great. 
but it it's got to just be a different you know dynamic to just it is you can it just walk makes right there and there's the launch and then you can walk right over the expo and when they're done right in the afternoon and they're coming in like they're coming in all in downtown oh yeah yeah it's gonna be cool uh it's gonna be a good event who's your favorite man it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year this year because you don't have the river rat ought to foe out there yep uh, he really kind of took – that was a cold-weather tournament in 2019. It was pretty cold. Uh, slow crankbait bite, if I remember correctly. What about John Cruz? Yeah. Now, it's not a – No, no, he didn't qualify. Oh, he didn't? Mm-mm. No, unfortunately. I thought he did. Qualify. I thought he backdoored into it. Oh, well, I guess not him. It's also not a tidal fishery, so it's a, it's not a tidal river system, so a little bit different than I think he, he grew up and used to and how he did on the St. John's last yeah, year. It's it's going to be – it'll be an interesting one. I'd like to see. Did Jockinson? Did he qualify for it? I'd have to go double check. Yeah, we'd have we'll, to check. We'll have more on the classic. Yeah. We don't have to dive deep into it now. Before, it, but. and I'm gonna, you know, lay my pick out for that probably after the first two events because just to see how the guys are performing. Yeah. I want to. Yeah, I want to at least see the first event. That everybody steps their game up at the classic, but yeah, you if you fish and you tournament fish, and or, or even fun fish, you'll know. There's days and years where you fish better than there's others. Uh, so the classic is in what was it March twenty March twenty fourth to twenty sixth. Yep, and then we move on to what Lake, Lake Murray. Murray. Where line times they fished it. Yep. Uh, the last major event at Lake Murray was in nineteen ninety one, and it is very hard to find any records from what occurred there. Uh, but they did back when they used to hold elite events that weren't that weren't considered major events they had the evan williams carolina clash there in 2011 and casey mm-hmm. ashley won that was 61 mm-hmm. three have you guys ever been to murray uh, i've never fished it i've been there so I've, I've i fished it one time it was our club bass tournament probably 2017 18 mm-hmm. and uh, it's a very much a different lake than what i'm used to fishing number one it's a blueback herring lake yep um, a lot of spotted bass in there um there are the reason why I think bass hadn't gone there for a long time is because there was no grass. They killed all the grass. When I was fishing there, there was a little bit of grass growing off the bottom and like four to five foot, maybe up like six or seven inches. And I ended up cashing a check because I was throwing a drop shot, ripping it through the grass and catching little fish. It was it was a tough for us in November, <laughs> as it always is. I'm not I'm not going to say the weight because I'm not proud of it. I got skunked the first day and still cashed a check. So you can you can tell how that six, six pounds. Six pounds. You can tell how that tournament went. But uh. It's a, this will be, I think, a live scope event, even though, you know, late April, mid to late April's prime spawn here in the North Carolina, in the Carolina region, especially here in North Carolina, it's a little bit south, it's in Columbia, about three hours south, but with the spotted bass, because they spawn earlier, blueback herring mixing in there, I think it's going to be a live scope, live scope event, and someone like Cody Huff, Mm-hmm. You know that, yeah. that that's his bread and butter. I, butter, I could see him doing very well in this event. I, I think that you're going to see because those largemouth get offshore and they school on those blueback herring too, and they chase them yeah. around. And I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see a lot of top water action. Um, I think it's going to it's going to be exciting. I think somebody's going to find something special offshore. They're going to be able to chase those post spawn fish around, and they're going to be able to catch some. Bait. Well, they're going to be chasing the the largemouth should be spawning. And there's one topwater bait that that's king down there, and I can't remember the name. It's like a big spook. A it's big like one. a big pencil popper. Yeah, yeah, big pencil poppers is what they. And are. I forget the name brand. I know which one you're talking about. And uh, so, if you remember what it is, put in the comments down below. Yeah. Because before I went down there to to fish it, I was like, I gotta get some. I of gotta these. get five of these. <laughs> I couldn't find them anywhere. They're, they're, they were hard to come by. 
Um, so that didn't work for me, but, uh, uh, I could see that whatever that big pencil popper spook type of uh, yeah. bait is. I got one on the wall. I think I know what you're talking about. We'll bring it in. Yeah, Murray will be live. I, I agree. Live. The the spots are going to play a role, but I think the winning, whoever wins, is going to find largemouth on. Yes, beds. they're going to yes. because that time of year they should be on beds. They, and it's a big lake. They can go up the road. I mean, mm-hmm. they could run. There aren't you know. as many largemouth as there used to be. As as we know, those spots tend to yep. to push a lot of largemouth out, but. If a guy can get on a on a creek or something that's got some some bedded largemouth, they could run away with it. And hopefully we can get down there to the weigh in for Lake Murray. Yeah. But if not, not there's the next event, which is about the same distance for us, and that's Santee Cooper. Yep. Mm. Moving just a little bit west. That's the next week too. They're going back to back. Yeah. So they're going back to back for the first two. Yep. And then they're going back to back for um stops three and four after the classic. And and, and Murray and Santee Cooper completely different fishing (laughs) i mean they're night and day it's like going from i don't know a clear water table rock type situation down into the mud you know what i mean so and santee's gonna i mean 27th 23rd 27th to 30th of april yeah so they they fished it 12 times Mm -hmm. um in their past the elites have they fished it last year but that was the first time in several years they had gone there there were two century belts when they fished it last yep. year, which I believe they fished in March. It was a sight fishing tournament for yep. a lot of those guys in the southern end. Um, they had actually probably finished mostly spawning on the upper end during mm-hmm. practice, which yep. kind of messed some guys up. Um, but Drew Cook won with 105 pounds. Drew Cook put on an absolute clinic on yes, how to sight fish. I yes. learned so much watching that event about sight fishing. I, it was unbelievable the things that he was doing. How many packs of those fighting toads did you buy? <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I didn't buy it. I've got, I've got my own uh, confidence base with bedfish, no, but they're they, a great bait. They I mean, they are a great bait. Um, he has a fantastic series out there on YouTube, and you guys can check it out too. But that's somebody. The the two Drews. I forgot about them. The Drew Cook, the Drew Drew Bentons. When you look at those guys in in areas like Santee Cooper, that flipping, pitching, bite, mm-hmm. punching, bite, and stuff like that. Those guys are dominators, man. Both of them are amazing. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Drews are in the running, yeah. the Polynex in the running. Caleb Kufal, we we got there. He put on. He got a century belt last year as well. Yeah, 103 pounds. Imagine 103 pounds and not winning. Unbelievable. Uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, to be a bridesmaid like that, like you, you should you should still be proud of yourself. Oh, 103 pounds. And then you know, guys like Brandon Lester, man. I mean, mm-hmm. second in AOI for the year. Like he's a he's deadly. You know what I'm saying? And then obviously you got the OG Greg Hackney, who's really good on that body of water as well. So it should be a slugfest down in St. I- I'm going to go out and say I don't think there'll be a century belt this year. Don't think so? They're fishing a little bit later. I mean, as you know, in this part of the country, and Santee's usually a few weeks ahead of us because mm-hmm. it is about three, three, four hours south, depending on where you're at in the lake, is that there's going to be more post-spawners. There'll probably yeah. be a couple spawners left maybe, but if most of the spawn was done, and of course the weather's going to change and we don't know how it's going to set up, but the spawn was done pretty much on the upper end with the exception of fry garters last year. And that was, I believe, early March, mm-hmm. early to mid-March. And we're a month and a half later this year. I'm gonna, I suspect it's going to be more of a postponed gaining. And we just, Weather, we'll probably get in the 90s. We'll, yeah, I think we'll get in the 90-pound range. But I, I don't think it's going to set up necessarily for a century belt type of deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, those fish are probably still going to be fairly shallow. Post-spawn feeding on the bluegill now coming up to spawn. 
uh, just trying to put weight back on. So I still think those shallow water guys. Not like not let weight back on. No, no. They'll put weight back yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I completely agree. It'll be it'll be mostly shallow water. Some of those fish will have pulled off, but I just don't think the weight will be there. Yeah, that's my favorite time, time to fish. Yeah, absolutely. You can go out there and they're hungry. Drag a jig. You can you can bang a spinner bait around. You can do just about anything you want and catch fish. That's right. And uh, it's going to be a really fun one to watch. A really fun one. So that that takes us through the first four events plus the classic, which is a points event, so they don't count it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll get the the second half of the season, the next five events. All right, folks, welcome back. Here we go. Damn. Did I yell at everyone? <laughs> Let's bring the liveliness and Trey's yelling. We're woke uh, up now. Yeah. Yeah. Bassmaster Elite Schedule Review. Mm. Send it. Ben's favorite body of water is on this second half. Just <laughs> no, just it is not. There. But yeah, so stop five, Lay Lake. It's a lake they've fished five times, four of those being classic. It's the closest lake to Bass Headquarters. Uh, when I was doing my little research, I'm guessing that's why they've had four classics there. Uh, yep. Last one was 2010. None other than KVD. Kevin, Kevin Van, Van Dam, Dam won that one. That, that was uh, number three of four. I think he won an 11, too. Yep, yep. 51-6 won that one. Yep. But that's a three-day event, too, so you got to keep that in mind. So Oh, true. That's fifteen. True. That's over 15 pounds a day, so yep. it's not it's not a terrible body of water. Of course, this was over a decade ago, so things change a lot, but... You know, you added never 17 pounds of that, roughly, you're looking at, what's that, 68 pounds? Yeah, yeah. I don't know a whole lot about Lay Lake. I don't either. Trey looked some facts up, but... Uh, it doesn't look like it's a very big lake, uh, to be honest with you, at least from what I could see, like 12,000 acres. I don't even know if that sounds right. 12,000 acres sounds really tiny. That's I mean, smaller that's, than Jordan. That's smaller than Jordan Lake, North yeah. Carolina. Um, but it's long and skinny. Um, and it's, it's, it sets up like a river, at least from, uh, at least from what the map shows. Uh, I don't have any experience on that body of water whatsoever, but oh, it's, it's in Alabama. It's probably a river lake. So there's going to be spots. Is it, I think it's part of the Coosa if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is yeah, part of the Coosa yeah, river chain. Right. So hey, you lay lake guys, drop it down. What's the Intel for, yeah. for it yeah. down there? Give us yeah. the G2 on lay lake comment YouTube. If you're on, uh, podcast listening go to our facebook or something let us know because i don't might be somewhere we need to go fish that's true and honestly in the comment section too like if you have experience on lay lake like let us know what they bite you know i mean don't send us your waypoints or anything like i mean that. if you want to if you want to but <laughs> what do they bite down there like what's the deal i'm assuming top water jerk baits drop shots the standard stuff that they bite on any lake but uh it'll be uh interesting to see what it looks like in may and it should be postponed yeah yep I bet you morning dawn no. plays a role. You don't say. <laughs> I bet you a morning dawn soft plastic. What about green pumpkin? Potentially, but <laughs> spots in that morning dawn. Black and blue? I didn't believe it, man. I, you know, I spent some time on some of the spot lakes here in North Carolina this past year with club events and stuff, and I hadn't really thrown that morning dawn color, morning dawn color a whole lot. But them spots, like I could drop shot a green pumpkin at them and maybe get one or two. You drop that dang morning dawn color, and the whole school's trying to eat it. One, it was it yeah. was incredible. Something about that that purple, pink, blue hue. I've yeah. got a jerk bait in that color, a oh, mega yeah. bass, I think. Yeah, 
Honestly, that morning dawn color works on every body of water mm -hmm. that I've ever went to. I it, I only have like four different colors in drop shot rigs in the morning dawn, green pumpkin, green pumpkin with some chartreuse. And then if, if I'm feeling froggy, we'll go with like a, a black and silver color, like yeah. a more natural shad color. So, but yeah, it should be interesting. And without yeah. any recent history of Lay Lake, I'll, I'll be, I like to see how they do. I, I really have no idea, no expectations for that. That is not true for this next lake. Well, I'm hoping or next location. Before we move on from Lay Lake, I, I'm hoping Canterbury because he's a Coosa River guy. I'd like to see him put a blue trophy up. Uh, so that'd yeah. be pretty cool to see somebody win close to home. So, but yeah, moving on to your favorite body of water. Absolutely, Ben is the most excited for this. I next absolutely event. hate this choice for stop number six for the elites. That's the Sabine River. I in don't think June. It's, in June. I don't think it's that great of a fishery. So they went there in 2021, which is just two years ago. Then now they went in April. The winning weight was 43 pounds over four days. So that's 12 pounds. 11 pounds 12 a day. Pounds. Right? Under Not 11 pounds under a day. Pounds, yeah. And then in 2018, they went there and I think Swindle was first and Hackney was second or vice versa. I know Pochet was in the top four or five. It was like 48 pounds. It was like 48, then 45, then 43, which again, 12 pounds a day is what won the tournament and i hate i hate that they they go here it's a large mouth there's not a lot of weight it's a grind every time they go there you know i have no problem going to bodies of water where the weights will be low or the weights are going to be close spotted lakes even even smallmouth lakes right the weights are really close and they may not be very high in some places but there's a lot of action it's just a grind and to me every time i've seen them in the sabine river it's not a lot of fun to watch. I, so I, just, I hate this choice. I, do you double hate it? Do you loathe oh, entirely? I, I've been <laughs> saying this, like, quit going to the Sabine River. You're not the only one that's, that's been <laughs> saying that. There's a lot of people that say that. But, I'm with you. Like, grinding for 12 pounds a day, that's not calling fish. That's not catching 100 fish. That's grinding to catch five for 12. If you are if you get 12 pounds and you catch 100 fish a day, that's a completely different story, mm -hmm. mindset, Watching it on TV uh, or streaming, it's just different than... As a spectator, there's nothing exciting about as it. A, as a spectator, no. Probably for the host community, it brings a lot of money into to the local towns and stuff. But I, for two reasons, I like it. One, it's, it's anybody's game. Right, anybody's game in, in that deal because you know it's shallow water fishing. You know you got to find where fish are leaving or living. Two, the the techniques that guys are using not just with baits but we talked about it earlier uh during the break look what jason christie did uh in 21 right where he was literally going to the gas pump and jacking his boat up at least from what the the interview showed and like trying to at least get every ounce of gas out of his boat or into his boat so he could run as far as possible i think it's it's just one of those things like yeah you're grinding for 12 pounds a day but man you're proud of 12 pounds a day right so i mean I, I see it both ways, right? I, like I, from a spectator perspective, like it it kind of stinks to to watch that, but from the angler perspective and and putting like tips and tricks and techniques that you wouldn't on any other body of water into it, I think it makes see, it for see, an interesting tournament. I'll, I'll, I'll push back a little bit. I understand the strategy and all involved. And on day one blast off, yes, it's anybody's game. You start talking day three or four, 
and you're back four or five pounds, then it's your game. No, no, you're not well, making four like, or five. Pounds like you're done. The lake record is six point eight pounds for a largemouth, or I say lake river Giant. record. Giant. That is from the Texas Park and Wildlife. Six point eight pounds. That was in two thousand eighteen. There are not a lot of four or five pound fish you, in this body of water. There's you, there's not many tournaments you can lose on day one. You can absolutely take yourself out of the Sabine River on day one. Yeah, but you could also lose it on day two or three too. You know, you come in with no fish and you're the tournament leader with six to eight pounds or whatever the case may be. And the next guy goes out and crushes. He gets that what kick. I would hate about it. Fishing tournaments is I have there's zero room for error. Right. Exactly. Like not even zero room for error. There's there's no way to make weight up. And that to me makes it not fun for an angler and not fun for you. You're not making weight up because we love seeing if the a comebacks. guy comes out with a five point lead on day two, you might as well just give him the blue trophy because unless he somehow zeros or his boat blows up, you're probably not catching him. I'm hoping during this event, we see something like crazy, like that, nah. that kicker fish that's caught on day three that takes, what, a you know, five 15, pounder? yeah, or something like that. It <laughs> takes, you know, the person sitting in 15th all the way up to, to first or whatever the case may be. I just think it makes sense. And you're right. If someone lands that, good fish right yes they can come back from behind i guess my point is there's just not a lot of those to go around so to keep that positive mindset like all you need is just one fish you know you start thinking some of the forder lakes or even smallmouth lakes where most of the fish are all three pounds but there are a good number of five and six pounders up there you you just have to find that one in the school like it's it makes it a lot harder you know so I'm just not a big fan of it as a spectator. There's a lot of strategy involved, right? A very I think it's a very technical event. You have to be on your P's and Q's and dialed in the entire time, uh, which makes for a different type of competition and a different type of challenge and, and judge, right, uh, of who the best angler is. But I'm just not a fan of the The event. name of the game for the Sabine River is mental agility and resiliency, I think. I think that's really going to be the big factor is – who let it get? Who's going to let it get to their heads, and who's going to grind it out? And then we I, move on. The, only, the one thing I think the Sabine River proves is not everything's bigger in Texas. So <laughs> next we're going to Lake Saint Clair in Michigan, uh, where the body of water is very big. So we're going from pretty much solely a largemouth dink fishery in Sabine to a, a lake that I grew up fishing every, a lot. And what I think, in my opinion, I haven't fished a St. Lawrence, so it's probably it probably is. But in my time on St. Clair, it is probably the best one or two fisheries in North America. From a smallmouth perspective, or from smallmouth or I mean, I can't tell you how many five plus pound largemouth. I've yeah, found like St. Clair. Yeah, the North is growing some big largemouth now. I mean, definitely. They've fished it eight times uh, in bass history. Uh, twenty twenty was the last time there and. Bill Widler uh, won it with 86-7. Uh, I think that a tournament on St. Clair was one where Seth Spider sort of made a name for himself. So you'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure he had a mega, a pretty mega sack on there and kind of kind of propelled himself uh, into, you know, into stardom on a, on a tournament on St. Clair. But Yeah. It'll be interesting to see St. Clair. Hopefully the weather holds up for him. You know as well as I do. That body of water gets super rough when the wind blows so it'll be interesting to see if largemouth and smallmouth play but i think smallmouth is going to take the tournament smallmouth are definitely key yeah. uh the the thing there though weather i mean you can run up you can run up the lip the river um there's there's options there you're not stuck just fishing the lake so 
And again, Canada will be reopened. Uh, I think 2020 when they were there, you couldn't fish Canada. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, COVID, so. The COVID era? Yeah. What's wrong, Ben? Bring your mic a little closer, Pete. A little far away. Apparently. There we go. Oh, there now we I, go. Hopefully, I will see how that is. But <laughs> no, it wasn't it should com- be good. It wasn't coming. I was. I don't know. I, I, that's why I went like this because I could hear you uh, outside the headphones. I got you. But you got to throw Michigan some love. They don't have a lot of uh, a lot of great uh, records with professional sports teams there between the Lions and the Pistons and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm throwing some shade on them because I'm th- I'm from there originally, mm-hmm. but. You know, KVD saved the day and and taking ta- <laughs> taking tournaments. He to, brought some uh, championships to the state. Yeah, taking some taking tournaments to the state is good for the communities and stuff like that. And it's great from a spectator perspective. I will say this though, I would rather watch the Sabine River from a spectator perspective and watch guys grinded out than watch forward facing sonar all day long with with smallmouth. That's mm. just me though. That's oh, just I'd, me. I'd rather watch a guy catch a hundred three pound smallmouth than grind for thirteen pounds, but. Yeah. I guess that's just me. Well, <laughs> the weigh-in will be a lot more exciting at St. Clair. Yeah. I sure. mean, 2020, Canada's opened back up. It's all part of the Great Lakes. You you have the opportunity. You have the, the opportunity to close to Century Belt there if somebody found the right fish. That's, that's right. They went there in 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if they had changed that event schedule you remember in 2020 they they delayed a lot of the events yeah i'm not sure when they were there yeah i, I don't go back and double check i remember when they were there of course canada was closed off so uh more you know more water to, for these guys to cover uh then after st Clair, I mean, we're going to stay up north we've got lake champlain yeah yeah in august i've never been there before pete you've been there haven't you no i haven't i have i have friends and family that have fished it quite a bit but i've never personally fished it it it's another one that's Large mouth, small mouth, they can both play a, a role. Yeah. And Canada Canada was not in play in 2021, I don't think, either. I remember watching. I don't think they were allowed to go into Canada in no, 2021. No, last year was the first mm-hmm. year that it was it was back open with everything. So The bass were wearing masks. That's right. Anyways, so they it fish, They fished Champlain 15 <laughs> times uh, in history. 2021, like Ben just said, was the last time. Brian Schmidt, a guy that I think gets overlooked sometimes. Well, yeah, he. Uh, I, I want to say Brian runs a guide service out in that area as well. Um, and I think I saw an interview or heard an interview with him, but he's a hammer on those bodies of water. He yeah, really 78 is. 78 5 yep. on Champlain. That's going to be a really close event. Yeah. You look at 78 pounds of just two years ago, that's 15 pounds a day, just over. That means everyone's probably going to be really close together. It'll be one of those ounces will matter. Yep. Um, I guess that's true for the Sabine River too, but that's ounces <laughs> in a different direction. <laughs> ounces make a huge difference in Sabine River. Um, but yeah, I mean it should be a great event. Are they? They're taking off at of Burlington, right? Is that where they're going? Uh, yeah, Vermont, I believe yeah. Burlington. So it should be should be a great event. You're going to have guys stay up there, and then guys, um, you know, run down a little ways. It's a big lake. There's a lot of water. Like I said, there's large mouth, small mouth. Yeah. The, the options are there. Uh, so it could go that, that was one that could go to anybody i'll say this for those of you who are watching or listening buy your berkeley flatworms right now because they're going to be out of stock yeah. when those smallmouth tournaments come up yeah so, get those maxins that's right and, and that's that happened last year guys were struggling to get those uh to get those specific baits that they were using specifically uh on those smallmouth fisheries mm-hmm. um and and they're going to fly off and so we got three smallmouth fisheries in a row 
We go from St. Clair to Champlain, and then the last stop of the season is what? St. Lawrence. That, That's m- probably the best fishery in the U.S. Yeah, I was going to say. North America. I mean, right it now. showed out last year, hands down. And Jay Shakir's rookie season on the elites, and he gets a W, and he gets a century belt. And all smallmouth, 102.9 pounds. Yeah. And then Corey Johnson followed that up second place with a hundred and a half. Yep. So there's some big weights coming out of there. When did they, what was the month that they fished St. Lawrence last year? It was about the same. Was August, it? Yeah. You but, think we're going to see any century belts come out of St. Lawrence this year? To have two, I'd have to say it's possible. I mean, so it's possible. You had the entire top 10 had over 90 pounds. I, I, I want you to think of it this way. Four days of fishing, right? Five fish a day. So that's 25 total fish that you catch. No, 20 total fish, sorry, in a tournament. 20 total fish for that tournament. Your average is five pounds. Mm-hmm. Five pounds smallmouth is your average. That's what he had. Yeah. And there, and there was two of them, right? Corey Johnson had just over 100, so he yep. was right at that average. So, but you were bringing 25-pound smallmouth to scales. Mm. Never done it before. <laughs> no. But what's, what happened last year during that tournament that you can't predict will happen this year? They had perfect weather. Oh, that's they right. They had they did. perfect weather. Un- that's right. Never next to no wind. Next to no event. wind. They were able to run everywhere yeah. they wanted to go. This year, I think the weather is going to be your biggest determining factor on where they're able to catch those fish and yeah. what size fish you're going to be able yeah, to catch. Yeah, because I think Jay and Corey both ran out of the river and into the lake, right? Yeah, and I believe the, so. Mm-hmm. Into the Canadian side. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. The weather is going to be a, on any of those bodies of water up north. The weather is everything, mm-hmm. right? So we'll see what happens. But hopefully, and, and my favorite for the St. Lawrence is going to be John Cox. <laughs> I'd like to see. And John's done pretty well up on those uh, smallmouth fisheries before. But I want to see somebody get out there that is your shallow water angler that everyone knows is your sight fisherman. I want to see them put a hurting on those smallies. John could play a role have, having fish St. Clair. Yeah. A lot. I spent a lot of time on it. June, July, typically we went there. I mean, I caught a ton of five-pound largemouth in like four foot of water, and you can see Lake St. Clair is crystal clear. So. Yep. Depending on the winter they have, I mean, it's late July. That I've seen spawning fish on St. Clair the end of June. Mm-hmm. Now, the end of July is probably late, but... You're looking post-spawn. They could still be up there feeding. Like, yeah, that could play. And I was actually surprised when I did my research. Uh, St. Clair, the last time they fished that, John finished third in that event. So, he, you know, he does. And like you said, St. Lawrence last year, he finished well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be I, – I mean, it, it's that's a huge weather dependent, like you said. Sure. It, it's really hard to predict what they're going to do in the St. Lawrence. If they can get on the lake, you're going to see century belts again. Yeah, it's you know weather is always dependent no matter where you go. But when you have to get out in the big water and face that really heavy wind, you know offshore, right? That's that's going to be probably the determining factor whether or not we see maybe 100 pounds again in St. Lawrence versus mm-hmm. high 80s, yeah. you know low 90s. It depends on how many spectator boats are out there following the pros around and marking all the spots that they're on. I mean, they had perfect weather last year. Spectator boats are out there following them around, you know, like we'll see if the fish hold up in the same spots, but it should be really interesting. If the weather doesn't hold up and they don't cancel the tournament, do you think that there could be a mixture of largemouth and smallmouth in those bags? 
If the weather's good. If the weather's not good. Oh, if the weather's not good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even the river, though, the main the main body of the St. Lawrence is primarily a smallmouth yeah. fishery. You may, you'll see a few here and there, largemouth, but I don't think they'll play a role. Right. Well, it's an interesting 2023 season for the Bassmaster Elites. Uh, I, I definitely have some of my favorites. Um, do you guys do that fantasy fishing? You guys do the Bassmaster. So last year I did like the first two or three. Yeah. And then I just forgot about it beforehand. And and I'll probably do the same thing this year. I'll, you know, I'll start out and play, you know, play the first. Yeah. I want, I did good the first event because I picked John, John to win. So, and he did. (laughs) But after that, it was, yeah, pretty much forgotten. That was the end of that. So it's tough because that's kind of our tournament season down here. And that's when I spend the most time on the water. Yeah. And, And the way they do it, Right. It's it's fun. I enjoy it. So it's so Bassmaster has they've got the like individual event and then they have it's called Drain the Lake. So yep. I mean we're kind of plugging their thing here, but it's interesting. So Drain the Lake is like for each event you pick you pick an angler, but then you can't pick them again for the rest of the season. Yeah, you yeah. pick six I think six per event, yeah, mm-hmm. but you only get them once. And then the other normal you think fantasy fishing They've got they got the anglers divided up in various groups, and so you pick I forget one or two out of each group, yep. and then you go from there. So um, we might and, need a, the one cast league. <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, I mean maybe we should. Maybe not who. this year, but it's something to talk about. That would be maybe get a little prize pack together. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But yeah, so from the audience, definitely cast some cast your uh, comments about how many century belts do you think we're going to have for the season. Who are some of your top favorites, both from the from the old crowd in the elites and then some of the rookies that are getting ready to join uh, this year? We're curious to see. Hopefully there's some century belts. Hopefully there's some records broken. And hopefully some of these rookies do really well this year. I mean, the rookies that are coming, some of them that are coming back, they're not rookies. They're just back on the elite series, right? So it'll be interesting to see if they're a player. I'm excited for the 2023 season. I'm excited to watch it on my boat while I'm fishing. That's for sure. I do the same thing. <laughs> so we went through the entire season. Favorite for anger of the year, Trey? My favorite, who I want to win, is I would like to see Brandon Lester win. I'd like to see him win. He's he's good at everything. He was second in AOI for last year. It'd be nice to see uh, him host that that most consistent angler of the year trophy. Ben? I don't know yet. No, I gotta pick. <laughs> I gotta pick. We'll we'll uh, revisit it after the first couple events. But right now, mm. based on the schedule that we've seen, so we got three big smallmouth lakes. Because if you, I think about last year, they had, they had the Northern Swing, but the last one, the Mississippi River, is pretty much a largemouth game. Mm-hmm. So that changes my calculation a little bit. So I'm probably maybe one of the Johnson brothers, right? One of the the Northern guys. They're always in the running. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. I'm not going to pick one. Yeah. Can, but no, toss a fair. coin. But probably one of the Johnson brothers, I think, will be. If not, right, the angler of the year are probably, you know, within the top five. I think they'll be very consistent yeah. throughout the year. Yeah. I'm going with a guy you mentioned earlier. I think Seth Fighter. Yeah. I think it sets up. There's a lot of shallow water yeah. fisheries. There's a lot of offshore fisheries. Uh, he's done well in those grindy type tournaments in the past. Like Sabine's going to be Lay Lake. I think it's going to be a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. The weights are a little bit higher than, than Sabine, but I, I don't know that it's going to be a huge bunch of fish. I mean, the first half of the year, if someone like Canterbury or Airy like really does really well, 
I mean, you look at the first three events, four events. You have Okeechobee, you have Seminole, Seminole yeah. then you go to Murray, and then you go to uh, Santee. Somebody like Cox could could yeah. pull ahead. Somebody yep. like Keith Pochet. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year in 2023. I, I really like the schedule this year other than stop number six. Do we, do we know what boat Pochet's running this year? I think he's going to uh, run that 21-foot <laughs> Gator Tracks boat. I really do. I don't think he's going to. I, I think, think he'll go up to a bigger Yeah, boat. I think he's going to run that other if, boat he has. If he somehow picked his 18-foot, you know, with St. Clair, Champaign, Lawrence, and even Murray, right, is probably an offshore yeah, he might. He might be putting himself we'll out of position. No, he'll, yeah, he'll probably run that 21. Yeah. The only thing that would be crazier than anything is if Polonek wins a third AOI. Because that would be three in a row, correct? Mm-mm. No? Fighter won the year before. Mm-hmm. Oh, did he? Yeah. But it would be three AOIs for Polonek. That would be two in a row for him, right, if he two wins. So that'll be interesting to see. I think you're going to see a lot of the, the top dogs that – uh, everyone talks about it all the time in the in the runnings, but I want to see some underdogs. I'm not even underdogs, but I just want to see somebody different kind of pull something. I mean, last year Jay Jay won yeah. as a rookie. That was Century amazing. Boat. I remember Corey took second at. I mean, not Corey. Cody Huff took second mm-hmm. at. Um, was it one in Tennessee Rivers? It wasn't Gunnersville, was it? Where'd they go? Um, they go to Pickwick. I think it was Pickwick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we'll yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be yeah. a good year. Absolutely. Drop a, drop a comment down below. Let us know who you think early on, Angler of the Year. We'll come back to this after the first couple events and and uh, see how guys are fishing and how those Florida events play out. Make sure you, uh, yeah, like, comment, subscribe. Absolutely. Uh, if you're on iTunes, podcast, whatever all those are, uh, leave us a review. Let us know uh, what you like, what we could do better. And uh, I don't have anything else. How about any of you no. guys? We'll see you in the next one. We'll be talking about the uh, MLF BPT schedule. Here we go. And this is our last, it'll be our last lay down of the events for the year. And then we'll get into more conversations about what's happening in the industry, what's going on, et cetera. So this is a, just us laying out what we think, you know, the year. Then we'll, you know, at the end of the year, we'll come back and we'll see how stupid we were when we're talking <laughs> about this, right? <laughs> That's right. Because you right. never know how it's going to end up. But um, hopefully uh, you guys enjoy it and we'll see you next time. Get out in the wander. And remember, a lunker is one cast away. That's right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, God, it's a toad, It's a toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow. Feel like it's going to be a bad day.